Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. I am Ryan, warmly joined on this Tuesday morning by Joey P. and by Andrew Erickson. Fellas, we are talking about some predictions for Week 15. It is the Fantasy Playoffs in most leagues. So for everybody watching, hopefully you've made the playoffs in as many leagues as possible. Even if you didn't, you can keep watching the show. Get some prop bets that you might want to throw down this week and still pay attention to the slate and have some fun. Or if you're doing any sort of DFS, we'll try and give you our best predictions here. Guys, we had two Monday Night Football games last night. The question must be asked, and Joey P., I'll start with you. Should the Giants build around time? Tommy DeVito. Uh, the Giants should build around Tommy DeVito and Tommy DeVito's agent should be running for governor of New Jersey. Uh, that guy is just unbelievable. Uh, I thought I was the most Italian person I've ever met or seen. Turns out I was wrong. It's that guy. I just did a TikTok about it. Go watch it. Fantasy Pro Joe on the TikTok machine. It's on our FP and our PP feeds, too. But uh, yeah, you know what? They're having a good time for a team that's going in a, a bad direction this season. It seems like the season's not lost and they're having some fun. I just wish I had bet both of the underdogs last night, because if yeah. you did, you would have made an absolute killing if you put those two things together. But who would have thought we would have gotten what we got on those Monday nights? Yeah, Erickson, uh, how strange that a guy named Tommy Cutlets winning wasn't even the biggest upset of the night. It was the Titans coming back against the Dolphins from down two touchdowns with under five minutes to go. Do you have any takeaways from that really major upset? I mean, everything that could have gone wrong for the Dolphins pretty much did. Like, all their players were getting hurt. Their offensive line, they were shifting guys. Terry Kill basically didn't play a lot of the first half. I mean, we saw limited parts of him. If anything, it bolstered the case for Terry Kill to be the MVP because the Dolphins couldn't score or move the ball when Terry Hill wasn't on the field. So again, they got yep. a pick six. Like that was one of their touchdowns in the first half was a pick six, not their offense actually scoring. So concerns about the Dolphins as long as Terry Hill is okay. Uh, we should be good there. But yeah, no, just a, a crazy Monday night doubleheader. You know, the league's going to look at this and be like, hey, we got to have more double night Monday night football headers if, if this is a way that things kind of play out. I do wish they would stagger them by like an hour at least. I don't need the like seven o'clock start time, 10 o'clock start time, but like I would at least like to not have them both, you know, going to halftime at the same time, kicking off right at the same moment was was not really my favorite. Erickson, how did your predictions last week go? I don't know. What were my predictions last week? I mean, I, I did so many <laughs> predictions throughout this week. I do props. I do start sits. So oh, again, that sounds like somebody who doesn't want to own it. I'll own mine. I, mean, right. I, really I started remember. off red hot. I got the, the the under on the Pittsburgh Steelers running backs. Nobody getting near uh, sniffing 50 yards after that. It was downhill. It was uh, Russell Wilson was good, but not not my 300 good. Uh, but, yeah, it was a disappointing week for my prediction. So I'll take the L. I had some injuries, <laughs> but I also had some bad performances there. Kamara didn't get at his level where I thought he might get. So uh, unlike Erickson, who all of a sudden can't remember his predictions, I, really can't I remember, remember mine. They weren't one, great. Did I, did I talk about Josh Jacobs on the show? I you, about you had, you had the Falcons winning at home, no, which I know you missed. That was our prop show. Home, no, even though it doesn't yeah. really play really well. 
they did lose, which is I mean, bizarre. We could easily look this up. I'm just going to assume that you missed on all of them, and you're looking for well, a bounce two back. Two weeks ago, here. everybody got injured, and I was like, okay, this, this is true. great. This That's is true. Mm. <laughs> well, well, let's jump into the, our Week 15 predictions here, and Erickson, start us off with your number five. I'm just going to continue to fade running backs that play the Minnesota Vikings. So Joe Mixon, whatever his rushing yards prop is going to be, I'm taking the under, because you can't run the ball on the Minnesota Vikings. Number one run defense in terms of rushing yards allowed per game to running backs. A lot one running back this season has 70 plus rushing yards against them. Josh Jacobs got injured against the Vikings, but he, there was no way he was even going to come close to reaching his rushing yardage prop. So whether this opens around 70 rushing yards, just kind of based on what Mixon's done, because Mixon's been productive the last couple of weeks with Jake Browning playing above expectation. I think that the line's going to open up pretty high and i'm just gonna shoot for the under because i just hate the matchup for joe mixon on the ground against the minnesota vikings and brian Flores' defense that is just like firing on all cylinders right now it should be an interesting game on saturday to watch to see how jake browning responds to probably the toughest defense he has faced to date yeah joe i want to get your opinion not just on you know the actual prediction of joe mixon under 71 and a half rushing yards but on browning too because he has been such a revelation the last two weeks even for fantasy managers but he hasn't faced a defense quite like minnesota's yet he hasn't, uh, but at the same time, you got to love what he's done, especially rushing a little bit too. getting those rushing touchdowns has been uh, enormous for him. He was my favorite DFS quarterback last week on the betting pros DFS show that we do on that feed. And uh, he returned value again. And the nice thing, too, is, you know, he's looking for Jamar Chase. You know, he's trying to get the ball there, but he started to spread it around a little bit, uh, which I thought was really interesting. I think the Bengals are dangerous because they are playing with house money right now. They have no more expectations, right? Joe Burrow got hurt. All expectations were thrown out the window. And now they're a team that's just like, hey, we're not supposed to be here. And that is very dangerous. And I feel like on the other side, Minnesota is a team that had a lot of expectations. And I thought everything was going to get better when Jefferson came back. And then things somehow got worse. So I don't know here. I think Minnesota is playing awful tight. I think that you got a situation here where Cincinnati is very dangerous in this game. Joe, let's stick with you here for your number five prediction on the week. I had to do a complete U-turn on this first one because I was all feeling Jordan Love. He got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming into town. And in case you didn't realize, they've allowed the second most passing yards given up in all of the NFL 3,677. That is a lot, my friends, for just 14 weeks now or even 13 games. Now you've got a situation where Christian Watson, we're not sure we're going to get out of him. Dontavian Wicks, he got hurt last night, probably a high ankle, so you're probably not going to see him for a while. Uh, you also had Jaden Reed go into concussion protocol. So the perfect storm now is really descending upon Jordan Love at the worst time where this is an opportunity you would think where, OK, Jordan Love, great matchup here. The guy has been so good. You know, we can take what we want out of the hiccup of, of last night's game on Monday Night Football. But now now it's a whole different picture. So I would be going under 200 yards passing for this man right now in this game. And the last time that happened was week seven, where he had 180 against a Denver defense on the road. And this game is at home. Like I said, this was something where I was looking for Jordan Love to have a huge game. And now I'm going to go the exact opposite. So in the prop market, I imagine this number maybe come out probably around 230 and a half, which I think is way too high. So I would go under that one. Uh, it might even come out particularly maybe at 215 and a half if people are really fading with all these receivers being hurt, because now you're not giving him enough weapons to really work this offense. And although Tampa has struggled in that secondary Tampa, I think it's still do enough defensively to hang in this game. So Jordan loves value. I think week over week in just 24 hours has really changed dramatically. Erickson, what do you make of uh, the Green Bay offense here? Not just in this matchup, but the current state of it being as banged up as it is. Play Tucker Craft. 
But that's how you, that, that's the move. <laughs> Tampa Bay can't stop tight ends. You're looking for a tight end streamer this week. Dr. Craft's your guy. All these receivers are hurt. Where's the ball going to go? You know who led the team in receiving yards, even though he only had four targets? Tucker Craft. Jaden Reed had 12 targets and was getting dump offs left and right. Tucker Craft was the guy that made the big plays down the field. And unfortunately, I hate to say it, but like Romeo Dobbs, like I know that he's super inconsistent and he has stone hands, but if he's going to be out there running 100% of the routes against a pretty bad Buccaneers defense, He's going to get targets, and he's going to get opportunities to put up fantasy points. So a lot of people have soured on on Dobbs, uh, me, myself included. But if there's no Watson, there's no Reed, like, he's the next man up, and he has been one of Jade, or, uh, one of Jordan Love's favorite targets in the red zone. It feels so wrong that these two teams are both currently in the playoffs <laughs> in the NFC right now. I mean, they're both under 500. Obviously, the NFC South division champ is just going to be what it is, whoever it ends up being. But Green Bay is in as a wild card despite being under 500. That is insane. Who do you think comes out? I think out? the thing that's funny about it, too, is like they're going to host the Cowboys. Like whatever team is going to just host Dallas probably, and they're just going <laughs> to get killed because Dallas is going to be like 10-point road favorites against the winner of the NFC South. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wild. Who, who do you think is going to be the, the the last couple of teams in, Joe, in the NFC? <laughs> NFC is trickier, and I feel like every week it changes because now you're looking at a scenario, as you said, like, okay, all these injuries that have happened. I thought Green Bay actually, I think, hey, you're going to go out there, handle your business against the Giants. Yeah. Now we're starting to push up, right? We're, we're trying to get uh, you know, the Atlanta Falcons to handle their business, right? And they lose a home game there that they should not lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now they got to go on the road this week. And that's not been a good special sauce for them. So I, it is so wide open. It's funny, though, because you have the NFC, which is very top heavy. You have the big three, in my opinion. You have Dallas, you have the 49ers, and you have the Eagles. I and mean, they are on a tier into themselves. The rest of the NFC is kind of a cluster. And then the AFC is one giant cluster. And we asked ourselves on the betting pro show yesterday. Is Miami that team? Like, can they finally start beating teams that are better than them? And after last night, I think we can answer the question. Miami's not that team either. So somebody's going to get hot. Sam brought up uh, Cleveland at 35 to one to win. Uh, and I think that's a really interesting one, because if they get hot with that defense and Joe Flacco and they start to believe, who knows? Maybe Cleveland could run the table of all teams. Flacco's won a few road playoff games in his day. Your I boy. was uh, cheering, on, cheering on all of them. Uh, it is hard to believe we're here in week 15 this deep in the NFL season. We've got to make every second count. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting five on any matchup. We are at the time of year where we've got some Saturday games to watch this week, plus a couple of standout games as always on Sunday. This week finishes particularly strong with Cowboys. Cowboys Bills Sunday afternoon, Ravens Jaguars Sunday night, and Eagles Seahawks on Monday night football. DraftKings has Dallas getting a point and a half on the road in Buffalo in what should be the game of the week. It's also tied for the highest total at 45, 48 and a half. However, you plan to bet that one, get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code FANTASYPROS. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five bucks on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code FANTASYPROS, the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467-369 in west virginia visit www.1800gambler.net please play responsibly in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of boot hill casino and resort in kansas must be 21 or older in most eligible states but age varies by jurisdiction see DraftKings com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms.
Erickson, give me your number four prediction. All right. Before that, though, I want to say I do want to rehab. I, I did find my predictions from last week, so I'll go through them very quickly because I can see the, the YouTube comments coming in now with like Erickson doesn't own up to his his. I went positive. I was three and two last week, so I was in the green. Zach Moss did not come through. I was right about the Texans being horrible against the Jets. Nico Collins got hurt, though, and mm. CJ Stroud came nowhere near his passing yardage prop. Um, Elijah Moore got over 40 yards <laughs> against the Jags. He didn't have a great game, but still got over 40 yards. Drake London had a massive game against the Bucs. I was right about that. But then Gibbs did not uh, come through with his receiving. You see, he actually was better as a rusher against the Bears, which is kind of surprising. But three and two. Uh, so we're going to run it back. We're going to go 5-0 this week. So my next one here, number four, is Josh Downs, Colts wide receiver. Look, he's been kind of disappointing the last couple of weeks, but I think that he's going to have a big game here. He's going to go over his receiving yards mark, which I think will probably open around 39 and a half yards because he's kind of been quiet over the last couple of weeks. We've been seeing more of Alec Pierce just kind of ripping off some of the big plays in the Colts offense. But the one thing I know about when you face the Steelers defense, even we saw it last week, Juju Schuster had a big game because he's a slot receiver against the Steelers. The Steelers are the worst team in terms of allowing points to slot receivers. Fourth most fantasy points allowed to slot receivers versus fourth fewest points allowed to perimeter receivers. So again, they're very strong in the boundary. Joey Porter Jr. is balling out, but inside in the slot, that's where they can be attacked. I think that Shane Stegg is going to take advantage of that with Josh Downs. So I think that he's going to have a big game here. So I know that we've kind of soured on him the last couple of weeks. He hasn't put up the production, but you know, it was only a few weeks ago that he was matching Michael Pittman in terms of seeing a ton of targets in this offense. So I like Josh Downs to bounce back here and be a top 24 wide receiver in week 15. Joe, where do you have Josh Downs or where do you think you'll have him ranked by the time we get to the end of the week? In, in the expert consensus, he's way down. He's wide receiver 41. It's still extremely early in the week, so that will probably change a bit. But Erickson obviously going to be above consensus. It will, but I don't know how further it's going to go. I mean, I think the big question is, too, you know, how some guys like the Jacoby Myers of the world, like if we get Garoppolo, because I, I heard there's some rumors this morning that maybe Aiden O'Connell does not start next week all of a sudden because the Raiders think, hey, you know, why not us? If we could just win a couple games here, maybe we could figure things out. You also can't get shut out in the National Football League. I think that was uh, a personal affront that yeah. they took there. So there could be some movement, the quarterback position, and also some guys getting dropped depending on who is a quarterback and some guys getting elevated. So I think he's probably going to hover somewhere around 40 in the expert consensus. I don't see him getting over guys necessarily like T Higgins or even Odell Beckham, but I could see him scratching that wide receiver three territory, but Pittman's still that guy for me. And Pittman's one of these investments. I think we'll look next year. And with Anthony Richardson, we're all going to be very excited to see Michael Pittman and what he could do. Let's stick with you, Joe, for your next prediction. Well, this next prediction goes to the Los Angeles Rams who took your Baltimore Ravens to the limit. I know you very you know, much I was so. a little worried about you on Sunday and do the <laughs> wellness check on Ryan to make sure he was OK after that Ravens game. But uh, I'm going to predict that Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua both go under a, over 100 yards receiving in this game. And you might say, well, that doesn't sound too bold, except the fact that it hasn't happened once all year, whether it be injuries or performance or the fact that one guy tends to dominate sometimes. But the reason being for this is twofold. Number one, they're getting the Washington Commanders and the Commanders are dreadful against the past fourth most passing yards allowed this year, over 3,600 already. And if you're looking right now at I think any of the film that you saw last week from Matthew Stafford, to me, that was the best he looked all year. He looked healthy. He looked spot on. He was Cooper amazing. Cup, he did. He really was. It was like vintage Matthew Stafford. Yeah. So I'm looking at this Washington defense and not only is the secondary bad, but when you don't have Chase Young or Montez Sweat or any of those guys attacking the quarterback, 
Now you're giving Stafford a lot of time in the pocket, and I think he's going to absolutely pick them apart, and I think you have a huge coaching advantage, too, with McVay over Ron Rivera and what they've got right now. So to me, I think this is a huge potential game for the Rams. You can be betting the individual team uh, total, I think, over whatever it ends up being posted as, even if it's as high as something like, you know, 24 or something like that. I think you might want to go even over that. But the individuals, I imagine we're going to get cups somewhere around 80 and a half probably the anytime touchdown uh, somewhere around plus 110. I think it's going to be a low number. It could even be minus, uh, but I would still bet it anyway, and I would pair it with the over in the receiving. And with Puka, his number is going to be always less than Cup, but that makes it even better to invest in. So his will probably be somewhere around 70 and a half, somewhere in that range, give or take a few yards. His touchdown equity, I think, will be a better number too, plus 175, maybe even plus 200 in some spots. You might get it at. And then Stafford, 260 and a half. I would go over on his passing yards. I think this is going to be a huge day for Stafford and the Rams. And I think you can make a lot of money off this one. I was really surprised at your nugget that that has not happened once this season. It feels like we've had all these great, you know, Cup has obviously had his ups and downs, started off hot when he came back from the injury, then was down for a while, been getting better recently. Puka's been great for most of the year. I was shocked that they haven't both gone over 100 in the same game yet this season. Uh, I love this call. Stafford was unreal in this game. Like, when you consider the weather, when you consider the defense he was going against, like, he, that was one of the best quarterback games in a loss that I think I've seen all season. And uh, the, uh, I don't know if you saw the broadcaster, I forget who it was, uh, whoever was calling the game had a great, he called him the ellipsis because he had dot, 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 just throwing <laughs> dots all around the field. He was great, man. A, a great he call. Great. He, he was really awesome. Uh, Erickson, Cup over, Nakua over, Stafford over. Do you like all these as well? Probably not as much as Joe does. Uh, I think that, I mean, are we being a little bit more of a prisoners in the moment? I mean, they had one good passing game. Like this Rams office has not been great for the most of the season. Mm-hmm. Is Cooper Cup now finally healthy? Like th- that's the only thing. I, I think he looked healthiest that I've seen him. And to your point, it's not a prisoner of the moment, but this might be the last chance where you get those numbers artificially low because to Erickson's point, which is, are we going to really buy too much and copy and paste? No, not necessarily. But Washington, if anybody out there can help you copy and paste last week for Stafford, it's Washington. So I think you take advantage of the fact this might be the last time you see these numbers set so low. So the over becomes a little bit of an easier investment. My one concern, I guess I would say, is I still think in Worm, correct me if I'm wrong, you're obviously watching that game very closely. The Rams still want to run the ball. Like, hmm? didn't they come out and run the ball like well, nine it, straight times? They, 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 start, they started the game. Too. They ran like, I think it was nine straight plays to get in, inside the 10. And then they threw three straight times and didn't get in the end zone. And then they were a little more even the rest of the game. They ran the ball very well. I mean, Kyron Williams is like, but that, just that's, really that, good, that's but. my kind of interesting nugget on this game. Whereas like, yeah, you can throw the ball in commanders, but you can also run the ball in the commanders too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think Kyron Williams may kind of like fly under the radar, whether it's in DFS, whether it's his props, where everyone's attacking the commander secondary, which yeah, it makes sense. But Sean McVay like wants to run the football. And if they're running the ball effectively, maybe it's Kyron Williams that actually has the massive game and he's been more consistent than Cooper Cup has been all season long. You know, Kyron Williams gets 25 carries like every single week and goes over 100 rushing yards. So maybe that's the way I'd approach it. But obviously the commander's defense, their secondary is absolutely atrocious. So I would not be surprised if Stafford balls out I, with his I two think, receivers. I think you can sort of question like where the touchdowns are going to go. Like maybe Kyron does get in the end. He didn't get in the end zone in this last game. Maybe it's him that's scoring this week. But I think the yardage is going to be there for everybody. They have such a narrow passing tree. Like they're they're Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are going to get well, a lot of yards. Well, I mean, De- Demarcus Robinson, dude, got 10 targets last week. Maybe that's not true. as narrow as you think. <laughs> 
That's true. Davis Allen actually looked pretty good too. Their fifth round tight end. Maybe they have another fifth round rookie stub that we've unearthed here, even though it's just one game. Uh, let's move well, on I to the next. I just want to get this straight. So yeah. you don't want to copy and paste good Cooper Cup, but you want to copy and paste Demarcus Robinson. Okay, I just want to <laughs> set no, the record no, no, straight. No, no, no. I'm just saying no, that they're it. spreading the ball out more. No, no, that's, 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 that's on the record. Yeah. I just want to. I want to leave that for the record. Okay. If you haven't heard about Whatnot yet, allow me to introduce you to this incredible platform. Whatnot is the world's leading live shopping platform, often described as a unique blend of eBay and Twitch. Here's how it works. Streamers go live to conduct auctions where they sell a wide range of items, including sports cards, jerseys, sneakers, and much more. Recently in the hobby of sports card collecting, the highly anticipated NFL product Flawless was released. It's been making waves in the hobby, with cards worth six figures or more being pulled on a daily basis. One player I think is going to have a really good week in Week 15, based on zero evidence whatsoever, is Gabe Davis. He either goes off or he gives you a goose egg. They're playing the Cowboys. It's not an easy matchup, but this is the Gabe Davis roller coaster. I'm planting my flag and saying he's going to have a great game this week. Again, based on very little statistical evidence. And when on whatnot, you can invest in Gabe Davis or any other player you think will do well just by purchasing his card. You can snag a $10 discount on your first purchase by going to fantasypros.com slash whatnot and signing up. Don't miss out on this exciting opportunity. Again, sign up when you go to fantasypros.com slash whatnot to redeem your $10 discount. The link will also be in the description. Erickson, give me your number three prediction. Uh, B. John Robinson is going to score 20-plus fantasy points this week against the Carolina Panthers because he's finishing the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> Do we need any more analysis than that? I mean, the de- NFL's worst run defense against the team that wants to run the football more than anybody else, and it's the only reason I could potentially back the Falcons in this spot. They are on the road, which I hate. hate backing Desmond Ritter on the road, but the fact that Desmond Ritter could maybe not throw the ball at all, like, they could run the ball on every single offensive play. I think they'd still win the game. Like they can hide Desmond Ritter. So I'm, I'm more confident that the Falcons can get it done here. And that's also why my prop bet in this game is the Drake London under on his receiving yards. Again, Drake London was on the over last week. He hit it with flying colors, but that was matchup based. Like he was facing the Buccaneers. New situation. He's on the road facing the Carolina Panthers, who has a very underrated secondary, especially since they've gotten some of their guys back that were hurt throughout the season. Looking at Carolina, they're allowing the third fewest targets, eighth fewest yards, two wide receivers this season. Now, a lot of it has to do with like, because they're so bad against the run, that's what teams do. They just run the football against them. And I mean, we know, we don't know everything about Arthur Smith, but what we do know is when he can run the ball, that's what he's going to do over throwing the ball to any of his receivers and putting the ball in Desmond Ritter's hands. So I'd be concerned about starting Drake London in fantasy this week. I'm looking at the unders on his receiving props, even though he's coming off a big game. And I know it can be hard to bench a player coming off a massive game, but it was the Bucks, and it was at home on the road. He's been under his receiving yardage prop in four of his last six road games. So for me, I'm going to be fading Drake London and looking more at this running game to really uh, drive the Falcons to victory here. London led the league in receiving this week, right? I can't, I can't think of anybody who had more than 172. I, I mean, he almost had like 180 yards. Yeah, yeah, 170 something. Yeah, yeah, yeah 172. <laughs> uh, there's actually a lot of good running backs with like at the top of their rankings with really good matchups this week. Like CMC is facing Arizona, Alvin Kamara is facing the Giants, Kyron Williams facing the Commanders. So where do you have Bijan ranked, Erickson? Like, I mean, it's just for fun. You're starting him anyway if you have him, but I'm curious kind of how aggressively you're going to be on him compared to consensus. He's RB4 in consensus. I mean, I'm probably in, in that range. I haven't finished on my – I haven't done my initial week 15 rankings yet, so we'll yeah. see where he stacks up. He'll pro- Maybe I'll put him ahead of Kamara uh, just because I don't like the Saints offense, <laughs> and I would rather just bet on Bijan. And Bijan's getting more red zone work. Like, they're not using Kyle Algier nearly as much in the red zone, so – 
if he's going to find that way to find and capitalize on some touchdowns, I think that this is the spot against the Carolina Panthers. So, Joe, is Bijan going over 20 fantasy points, yes or no? Yeah, I think he is. Uh, and Carolina is just dreadful. Uh, but to Erickson's point, I mean, the dreadful numbers don't end with Desmond Ritter on the road just because he had a good game at home last week. So that'll be interesting to see because he take any confidence. Does he take anything? You saw him running a lot more, too, and getting out of the pocket, which is something in Cincinnati you saw him do. So I, I think that's an interesting version of Desmond Ritter that we haven't quite seen at the NFL level. So could this be the turning point game where all of a sudden the confidence builds and then he carries it with him on the road against Carolina? Maybe. But in terms of investing this week, I think it's probably safer to go where Erickson is, which is probably going very heavy in all your investments on Bijan and probably going lighter on Drake London, because I think the the prisoner of the moment folks will try to chase what happened last week with London. And that could be a very dangerous chasing game. Joe, stick with you for your next prediction. All right. The next one has to do with Justin Fields. Now, Justin Fields is still ranked very highly this week on my board and everybody's board, but he is facing the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. And I was somebody very gung ho last week on all the shows talking about the upset of, you know, the Detroit Lions in Chicago. So if you bet that you did pretty well last week, but this week, I'm a little concerned here. He's going up against a Cleveland Browns uh, offense that has allowed the fewest passing yards of any team, 2,335. And if you're looking here in terms of Justin Fields fantasy value, you're starting him this week. OK, if you have him and Stafford, they're ranked back to back. That is a conversation we can have. But the rushing equity of Justin Fields is too much to pass, and let alone the touchdown equity. But in terms of your expectation of him having a monster game, I think you have to temper that. And I think he's going to be under 200 yards passing in this one. And I could see this number being set probably somewhere around 210 or 215 and a half. And I would still go under it. Now, he hasn't had a game under that since that first game back week 11. Uh, and if you go back and look at some of those other games too, you know, 282, 335, he's had some really big games here. And he's been over 200 in every game except the one he got hurt, the one against Detroit in that first game back, and then the one against the Kansas City Chiefs. Other than that, he has been over in every single time. But I think this one is a very dicey situation. Cleveland plays very good in that building. They are a tough defense. They get after the quarterback. And I think that's the problem, too, where they're going to flush him out of the pocket a lot. So you might get a lot of Justin Fields running. But the passing yard specifically, I think that has to get knocked down a little bit. And it might temper your DJ Moore expectations a little, too. Maybe some unders on him as well, uh, who has been great with Fields. But this could be a tough day at the office. Before we move on with the show, let's take a second to talk about Air MedCare Network. We talk a lot about what makes winners on this show, and there's one thing that all the teams, coaches, and players have in common, preparation. Planning is key in everyday life, too, and a great way to be prepared for the unexpected is to join Air MedCare Network, America's largest air ambulance membership network. Air MedCare Network providers operate state-of-the-art helicopters that can respond to critically ill or injured patients who need emergency medical transport. These flights can be very expensive, but as an Air MedCare Network member, you won't see a bill for your flight only when flown by one of their providers. That's right, you would pay nothing. You can become a member of Air MedCare Network for just $99 per year. And right now, our listeners get up to an $80 MasterCard or Amazon e-gift card when they join and use offer code fantasy pros that's fantasy pros with no spaces make financial peace of mind part of your game plan visit airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash fantasy pros erickson i'll just move to your next prediction which is actually about dj moore yes joe and i are hand holding here so i'm going dj moore under his receiving yardage prop this week just because i hate the matchup like i know justin or dj moore has been lights out with justin fields connecting on a lot of big plays um but 
looking at last week, you know, he got over on his receiving yards because of a offsides penalty and Justin Fields hit him deep. Like that was the reason that put him over, you know, that's what accumulated the most of his yards last week. So look, the Browns matchup, especially on the road, I'm seeing question marks still about should the bears draft a quarterback or should they keep Justin Fields? And in my opinion, when that's a question, that means that the quarterback's not the guy. Like you should have zero question marks or zero hesitation about your quarterback. And if you do, then he's probably not the guy you want to invest in the long term. And I think that this Browns game is going to be another reason why the Bears ultimately move on from Justin Fields, because I don't think that he's going to rise to the occasion, especially against just a, such a tough defense. We saw him play the Vikings a couple of weeks ago, and he was horrible. Like, he could not get it done. So I think he's going to be using his legs more, as he tends to do when he can't uh, deliver the throws. And I think DJ Moore is going to struggle as a result on the road. Just looking at the Browns secondary, defense has held wide receivers to the fewest receiving yards per game this season so i think this is a down game for dj Moore. yeah first of all on the uh in, in terms of them you know kind of moving on from fields i'd be really interested to see fields with a better coaching staff with let's say marvin harrison and joe alt like adding a top offensive tackle and a top wide receiver mm-hmm. plus you still have dj Moore, plus a better coaching staff i just think the fact that you get the rookie contract with you know a caleb williams or drake may or whatever is like enough of a reason <sighs> to but move you have on to restart but, see that's the problem is you got to restart you got to develop and then you have to have the right coaching staff to develop that quarterback yeah. and i don't know if they do necessarily so or or where that other coach is coming from unless you go hire an eric b enemy or somebody like that this offseason but i think if you give him harrison and another offensive lineman for protection this defense has really come around sweat has been a revelation for them he's been getting to the quarterback brisker's a terrific player you could be competitive especially if you're looking at that that north right now minnesota i i think obviously has had its issues this year green bay is still a team that is up and down and the detroit lions maybe are not the juggernaut people thought they were yeah no i i'm 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 torn i could i could make a justifiable <laughs> case either way but i think there is a case to be made for keeping fields and adding two mm-hmm. elite players around him the part of the problem too is Eberflus has turned the defense around so the question is maybe they don't move on from him but i think you need to hire an offensive coach for for whoever the quarterback is whether it's well, who, fields who or stays so who stays Eberflus or fields i like, I, would, I think both and they like, hire a different coordinator perhaps I, I think most likely scenario is either both or neither. I don't think just one of them will stay, but that's You're just probably a, right. That's just a guess. Um, quickly on DJ Moore, he has been amazing in every game that Fields has been <laughs> healthy. Like he's gone over basically like twenty fantasy points in PPR every week that Fields has been healthy. So mm-hmm. Erickson, like I know, obviously the matchup is is not great, but like he's been so good that even if he comes down a little, he's still startable, right? Or are you like trying to get off of him? I mean, I just would temper expectations. I mean, that's why you can play pair, player props. And, yeah. and that's why you bet that you can bet the under the receiving yards, but he can still catch a touchdown. Like, yeah. it, it kind of follows a similar uh, sentiment where you can take advantage of a bad matchup, but a guy can still score points. And there's a difference between, like, scoring, like, less points and scoring zero points. Like, it's not like DJ Moore's going to go out and, like, go zero, zero, zero. Like, he'll do yeah. something. And that's going to be important in every single fantasy lineup where no one is going to get their lineup exactly right. So even on the margins, even a down game from DJ Moore could still be a lot better than starting some fringe guy off the waiver wire. Joe, give me your number two prediction for the week. All right, here we go. Uh, Number two, Devon Achan, 100 yards rushing versus the Jets. Uh, The Jets have allowed the third most rushing yards, over 1,700 already this year. And I think you're going to get a nice number here set by the books because he's coming off a down game, but that's against the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans are great against the run. You saw them trying to get Achan going. 
They were not able to do that. They've tried to get them to the outside, and look, they, they did a great job. Give the Tennessee Titans defense a lot of credit. They, they are very physical up front, and they get after it, and they play sideline to sideline. However, if you just go back and look a week ago, in his first game back, he had 17 carries for 73 yards, and if Tyreek Hill is not 100%, right, there's a good chance they're going to have to lean on this run game with Mostert and Achan. So if that indeed becomes the case, this could be another huge day for Devon Achan. And I'm also not copying and pasting the Zach Wilson incredible performance that we got last week. I don't know if that travels to Miami, but this is a game where Miami really has to win. Like, and I, and you know, you hate saying must win all these things, but it is, it's a must win here. You beat the jets, you get back on track in that playoff race. And I think that they are going to find clever ways to get this man, the football. But in terms of that rushing equity, he has got that in spades and you know, he is a very dangerous, explosive player. And you know, the strength of the jets is that secondary. So let's beat the jets where they're weakest, which is up front. And I think you're going to see a lot of most and a lot of a Chan. I would bet both of them in terms of like the a Chan's number, it could be as high as 75 and a half. It could even be as low as 70 and a half, but you could even bet the alternate line all the way up to a hundred. If you want to get some plus money on that. So you could take it at the 70 plus 80 plus 90 plus, and if you're really feeling lucky, the 100 plus and add that touchdown in there, too, and you could have a really good investment day on HN. But I think he is a guy. Don't be worried about what you saw last week. You start him in your playoff matchups this week and you go for it against the Jets. I'm so curious to see what this Dolphins offense looks like in the fantasy playoffs. They go Jets, Cowboys at Ravens. Mm-hmm. Not easy matchups, but exploitable in specific ways. So how this offense adjusts week to week, I think is going to be really fascinating. HN is such a tough guy for me to, to really put my finger on in terms of ranking him because obviously everybody knows the upside just in terms of touchdowns and explosive plays and everything you would want out of a fantasy running back but he also has been injured so much and then wasn't very great last week his his current ECR again it's early in the week is RB 17 for the week Erickson does that sound too high too low just right I know you haven't done your initial rankings yet but where do you think you'll have him ended up I think it sounds right. I mean, I think for this week, I'm probably going to rank him behind Raheem Mostert because Raheem Mostert is the guy that they prefer to use on early down. Like, you want uh, A-Chan in the games where the Dolphins are trailing, like, because he's the guy they're using more in the passing game. He had nine targets against the Titans. Raheem Mostert had one. So that's really where you get him out in space, and no one's complaining about him, especially as a, in fantasy points, if he catches that touchdown from Tua on that downfield throw. Like, if he catches it, he's going to rip off, like, whatever an ADR touchdown and, and no one's going to be complaining. So it's the receiving usually I think that's key. I think you're going to see more of that probably against Dallas. I think it's Baltimore versus the jets, which probably will be more of a slog than a like uh, projected shootout. Quick reminder for everyone to download the free Betting Pros app for iOS and Android. With the app, you can use Sportsbook Sync to automatically track your bets across all major sportsbooks conveniently in one spot. Easily track your best performance by sport and bet type, including game picks, props, and parlays. Get personalized bet recommendations tailored to your interests. Again, that's with the free Betting Pros app for iOS and Android. Let's move now to Erickson's top prediction for the week, which also happens to be our Uber Eats prediction. We'd almost, almost guarantee. Erickson, what do you got? The big dog's got to eat. Derrick Henry, over 100 rushing yards against the Houston Texans. You know, I almost thought about putting 200 yards here, but this isn't a bowl <laughs> prediction show. This is just a regular prediction show. So I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit here. Derrick Henry is coming off a down game. But what do you got, guys? He was on the road. He was on the road against the Dolphins. Of course, he's going to go under his rushing yards. Not this week. At home against the Texans defense. That actually is not as bad against the run as it's been in years past. They actually have not allowed a 100-yard rusher all season long. But it's December, guys. We, we know what <laughs> Derrick Henry does in December at home. So 
I think that he's going to pick up where he left off against the Texans. Look at his, his last game logs, last six, 200, 120, 200, 200, 200, and 80 rushing yards. I, I think that Derrick Henry's just going to, at home, he's going to eat here. So go big dog. Yeah, we talked about this on one of the trade shows on some Tuesday early in the season, talking about just the fact that he gets the Texans multiple times in December in the fantasy playoffs is the most obvious like start and be happy about having Derrick Henry of all time. I mean, yeah, Joe, there's... There's no way you can get away from uh, Derrick Henry against the Texans, right? No, absolutely not. And depending on what the health of is the collective Texans, you know, it, it. I hate to feel like this, but it feels a little bit like the Texans are starting to fall apart and Cinderella's glass slipper has, you know, has broken off and, uh, you know, the carriage is a pumpkin again and all that crazy stuff. But I, I will say this, if you're not going to get Stroud in that game, uh, and we all know there's like a 20% chance that he plays with most of these guys in terms of the concussion protocol and Nico Collins is hurt. You don't have Tank Dell anymore. Like this could be a very, very good day for Derrick Henry potentially and running out clock. So I would not overreact to the low yardage total from last night. Instead, I would point to the fact that he's got two touchdowns in three straight games. That, my friends, is where the fantasy points are coming from. Here's a prediction from me. The food you've been craving can be delivered to your door through Uber Eats. Get food from your favorite restaurants plus groceries and other essentials delivered straight to your front door with Uber Eats. This football season, stay planted on your couch and get anything, well, almost, almost anything you need for game day by ordering on the Uber Eats app. Uber Eats, the official on-demand delivery partner of the NFL. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Joe, take us home with your number one prediction. All right. Uh, it gets predictions, but maybe we'll have to be bold, too. Maybe we'll do a double dip here. Christian McCaffrey, 150 rushing yards versus the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are coming off a bye, but they are still a very, very bad rushing defense. The second worst in the league. They've given up 1,800 yards already, if you can believe it, on the ground. And Christian McCaffrey has just looked fantastic. This 49er team is absolutely rolling. Now, he has had one 150-yard rushing game all year, and it was in week one. He had 145 last week, so obviously very busy breaking some big runs last week, especially early in that game. But fortune favors the bold, or at least that's what uh, Matt Damon told me when he was trying to sell me cryptocurrency a few years <laughs> yeah. ago. How, so uh, let's say he has a shot for 175. I don't want to go to 200. That's crazy. But I think this is what you do here. You are somebody that are paying up for him in DFS this week. If you're out of fantasy playoffs and you're looking for some action, he is your cash game guy. It's going to be expensive. Last week on Fandle, he was 10,500. But there are ways to make it work. There's going to be some good wide receivers, tight ends, and even quarterbacks you can pivot down to. I imagine this number is going to set at least at 105 and a half. It could even be as high as 115 and a half, depending on how it gets bet early. Uh, but again, I would be... Looking for the alt lines all the way up to 150. I think you can get up to that 150 mark with him. And that's the only way to make value on him because everything is so minus and heavily juiced when it comes to McCaffrey. Uh, for a single touchdown, forget it. The juice is insane. It's going to be minus two something. So you don't even want to touch that. So what you have to do is look for two touchdowns anytime. Now that you could probably get anywhere from two to three to one, potentially on certain sites. And the first touchdown, you'll probably get something maybe in the two to 300 range too on the plus side again. So that's the way you make money with McCaffrey. You got to be specific. You got to buy in bulk and you got to be bold if you're going to go up there and get in the plus money because everything with McCaffrey is so heavily juiced. But in this matchup against the Cardinals, I don't see how it does not come to fruition. So McCaffrey's going to have a monstrous day, but not just a normal McCaffrey monster day. 
we're talking the upside for even 200 yards, but I think 170, that range could be attainable. It could be a magical day for McCaffrey. You know, Joe, you had the perfect opportunity to be truly bold here. The last time he faced the Cardinals, which was back in week four, McCaffrey scored four touchdowns. That's right. Why don't you bet on that again? Well, I, I did say the multiples, so I think the multiples, the multiples is, is a good one. Uh, yeah, look, and this one's in Arizona, so I don't think there's any yeah. problems there. I don't think we have to worry about this at all. But, um, you know, it's funny. Erickson brought up Tyreek Hill as an MVP candidate. I think CMC is in that conversation, too. And I, you look at Dak and Brock Purdy at the top. Lamar is now pushing up to that 500 plus, you know, money. But Tyreek Hill is still 20 to one. Christian McCaffrey is still 50 to one. And I think we have to start to reprogram our brains and talk about what value is of some of these players, because I know Dak has played well. I know Purdy's played well. I know they're running their respective offenses. Same with Lamar. But if you take McCaffrey away from the 49ers, I think that's a very dangerous thing. If you take Tyreek Hill away from the Miami Dolphins, what do they look like? Obviously, we got that answer and it was pretty stunning. So I'd like to see those guys push to the forefront of that conversation in the next few years. Yeah, Joe, I'm glad that you mentioned the game log, by the way, just on McCaffrey's like rushing yards, because at first I was like, this isn't that bold of a prediction, but he has only done it once, like you said, not mm-hmm. since week one. Uh, in fact, he only has five games on the season over 100 rushing yards at all, let alone 150, and three of those came in the first four weeks. Now he gets so much work you know, in the end zone. He scores touchdowns for fantasy managers every week. He gets so much work in the passing game. So it's not like he's hurt fantasy managers, obviously, but uh, it is interesting that the rushing yards specifically, he does have in two of the last three weeks, but prior to that it hadn't been since week four he'd even gotten into the triple digits mm-hmm. what do you think about this prop uh, erickson how aggressive are you going on cmc i mean i like the over i've already bet some early stuff on mccaffrey in terms of his rushing yardage uh again it's so fun with the 49ers because it's like which overs do i want to bet on this week because you know they're gonna go over just trying to pin the which guy goes over and the last couple of weeks has really been everybody and why can't it be everybody again and you know with uh the matchup against the cardinals you look at the cardinals at home this year six and out towards the over. So I think we're going to get some pushback from the Cardinals side of their offense, which is going to increase the output for the 49ers offense. So I like all the overs in this game in the desert. It's a shootout. Um, so sign me up. By the way, Christian McCaffrey, 145 yards last week, his third worst game by fantasy points this season. Third worst, and he had 145 yards on the ground. What an absolute legend. We will get out of there on that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Again, if you did make the fantasy playoffs, good luck this week. Also, good luck on all of your prop bets. Hopefully, we were able to help you out there. For Erickson and Joey P, I'm Ryan Wormley. We'll see everybody again next week. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Pros Fantasy Football Podcast. If you love the show, the best free way to support us is by leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts at fantasypros.com slash review or on Spotify. Follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.